It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And now, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. The ball game, I. Well, you're going to be taking a quiz here, Patrick. I'm I'm betting on you. I'm betting on you. You you have the seasoned. You're the seasoned veteran. You've made baseball pretty much the the passion of your professional life. Reavers, on the other hand, is very knowledgeable and is almost uh, neurotically obsessed with the game. Yes, I've, I have I've, no idea what we're after here, but I column, guess I'll find out. A, did you read a column by George Will the other day? No, I really avoid George Will columns at all costs. I, so. I love reading George <laughs> okay. Will, and he's okay. you know he's of the Roger Angel strata yes, of baseball yeah, writing. Plus, he's too good. He's too pompous for well, humankind. But anyway. okay, uh, <laughs> all right. So, name the player or players who. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we supposed to write down our answers? or what? You're just going to say them, and then I'll verify Okay, okay gotcha. Uh, we're going to start. See, Reavers had that question Friday before it occurred to me, wait, let's make this a contest. So I'll give it to Patrick just to see if he knows it. Uh, name the player or players who is the fourth. The others are Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, and Willie Mays, with a career 300 average, 500 home runs, and 100 stolen bases. The Babe Ruth who? Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays. There's a fourth. Uh, see, this is why it's going to take a long time. Albert Pujols is the answer. Really? He's got 100 steals? Mm-hmm. I would have never guessed. Yeah. Who played steals. in the most wins? Oh, wow. Most wins because you got to look at 162-game seasons, too, instead of 150. That was Pete Rose. Wouldn't have gotten that one. All right, now the contest begins because Reavers okay. had those two. Here it is. You already were you already hit both of them? Uh, I got Pujols. I did not get Pete okay. Rose. Okay, the contest begins now. Who was the last to get three thousand hits without winning a batting title? Paul Molitor, Eddie Murray. You're both wrong. Dang it, Derek Jeter. Oh, that's right. Okay, mm-hmm. number four. Who got thirty homers and a hundred RBIs in a season for five different teams? Hmm. 30 home runs five different. Reggie Jackson? Gary Sheffield. Okay. Who struck out three times in a game just once in 13 seasons? Who struck out, what, no, one more time? Who struck out three times in a game just one time in 13 seasons? Joe DiMaggio. Tony Gwynn. Patrick is on the board with Dang. a correct answer. Oh boy, All right, Patrick. so Pat gets well, one. The, the tip-off was that he only played 13 seasons. Oh, okay, good point. Okay. Uh, 
Who hit 461 at home but 286 on the road? In in a season. Mm-hmm. 260. So you would have had to hit about 365. 461 at home, 286 on the road. John Olerud. Nope. Dang it. Joe Mauer. Larry Walker for the 1999 rookie. That would have been a good. I had no idea he ever hit that high of an average. Was the last person to enter September batting over 400? The last person to enter September batting over 400. Reavers beat Patrick to the answer. Reavers is on the board. It was George Brett. You're now tied. I was trying to think if there was somebody since George Brett. Since George Brett. (laughs) That was interesting, George's year, because he missed a whole lot of that season. You know, it reminds barely me. eligible for the batting time. We haven't. It's baseball. Yeah, I don't have time for you to talk. I'm sorry. Okay. Led his league in <laughs> hits for three different teams. Led his league uh, in hits for three different teams. No idea. I will his name's see. already Pete been mentioned Pete today. Rose. It's Molitor, but I gave that to you, so you don't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I didn't ever. I didn't know he ever did that in Toronto. I know he did it here, but I didn't hmm. know he did it in Toronto. Hit four oh eight in a season, but lost the batting title. Rogers Hornsby. Well, you're in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shoeless Joe Jackson in 1911 when Ty Cobb hit four twenty. Wow. Uh, hit at least forty doubles in ten seasons. 40 doubles in 10 seasons. Good run and hit uh, Tony Gwynn. Tris Speaker. Was the first 40-year-old with a 100 RBI season. The first 40-year-old. A-Rod. Both of you should get this. A-Rod. You have an answer quickly? uh, 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 140. Well, it can't be Molitor. Um, Never drove in. Time's up. Winfield. Really? Yeah. Where would it in Toronto? Did he drive in yep. 100? Okay. 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the most recent to win consecutive MVP awards? Barry Bonds. Wrong. Dang it. Most recent. Pools. Nope. Hmm. Miguel Cabrera. Oh, that's right. God, it was just two years ago. Mm-hmm. It was a big debate because of Mike Trout. That's Had right. the most career homers, 399, without a 30 homer season. This is this is this yeah, this is way beyond me. I, I'm not good on that stuff. <laughs> the most one more time. Had the most career homers, 399, without ever having a 30 homer season. Pat's era, not Reavers era. I have no idea. Al Kaline. Has the highest career batting average among players with at least 300 homers. You're not going to get this either. These are too tough, aren't they? Yes, they are. That's Rogers Hornsby. Plus, right. he looks him up. Well, yeah. He looks him up. He doesn't know him. He looks him up. <laughs> Who? Well, you're going to get this one. One, he's going to get this one. Okay. He is the only non-Yankee with 500 home runs and three championships. The only non-Yankee. With, with 500 five? home runs and three oh, championships. It's also Albert. I was going to say, is Albert won three? No. Cardinals have only won it's not two. Al- right? It's not Albert. Hmm. What, give David me, give Ortiz? Me, give me the question again. Is the only non-Yankee... You got it, Reavers. Reavers, Reavers got good. it. It's okay. Ortiz, so yes. Reavers is up 2-1. to one. Well, I guess Pujols first, technically. <laughs> well, we're going to give it to you. We'll give it to you. Yeah. Uh, 
Who are the four right-handed hitters to lead the major leagues in hitting at least three times? Rogers Hornsby. Yep, four times. Uh, Miguel Cabrera. Yes. How, how many were we looking for? Four. You got two of them. With Molly? Combined, you got two of them, Hornsby and Miguel Cabrera. No, Molly didn't lead the league in hitting. It lead the majors in hitting. Uh, right-handed hitters, right-handed hitters. Napoleon LaJoy. Okay. That was and Roberto a... Clemente. Okay. Napoleon right. was a little before my time. I think so. I think he played in the 1880s. But, uh... Who are the two pitchers to have 300 more strikeouts than walks, not counting intentional walks, in a season? Who are the two pitchers to have 300 more strikeouts than walks Greg in a season? Tom Seaver. Oh, that's what I would have guessed, too. Mm. Maddox isn't one of them? Nope. Holy cow. Well, Maddox probably never struck out. That's true. Uh, there aren't that many that struck out 300. So. Koufax and Randy Johnson. Randy Koufax, Johnson. That is amazing because Koufax couldn't throw strikes, mm -hmm. and he ends up having a stat like that. Wow. Was Who was the only batter to average 200 hits a season in his first 14 seasons? Ichiro. That's Tony, correct. Really? Reavers is up 3-1. to one. Head of Tony Gwynn, huh? Reavers, you feeling the pressure yet? Uh, not really. Holds the career record for doubles. 792 doubles. It's before both of your time. <laughs> Rogers Horn. Chris Speaker. You're correct. <laughs> Chris Speaker. Hey, Chris take Speaker. a stab at Come it. Come on, Patrick. <laughs> well, you're, you're not in my uh, wheelhouse here. Uh, who were the three pairs of rookies of the year who are later enshrined in Cooperstown? What? Oh, so they were the rookie of the year the same year. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. What? Who were the, so for each league, in other words. The two rookies of the year, and they're also both in Cooperstown. Who were the three oh, three oh, pairs oh, okay. of rookies of the year who later ended up in Cooperstown? Uh, Marty Cordova. <laughs> Ripken and I can't remember who the national nope, nope. leader was. Louis Aparicio and Frank Robinson, 1956. Okay. Yeah. Tom Seaver and Rod Carew, 1967. Andre Dawson and Eddie Murray, 1977. And do you think George Will knew this? I or don't did think he have so. to look it up? <laughs> who holds the record for most four strikeout games? What does that who mean? Who struck out the most? Who struck out four times the most? Yes. Yes. Reggie Jackson. Nope. Well, it's going to be Miguel Sano at the end of this year. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Howard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he. I think the Phillies are still paying him. Aren't <laughs> right. They? Who struck out in a record 37 consecutive games in a single season? Rob Deere. Nope. That's a heck of a guess. Uh, Cecil Fielder. Aaron Judge. Ooh. Really? He had 37 mm -hmm. well, He was in that little slump there. That's true. You're right. He was. Who was the first player to win three MVP awards? Yogi yeah. Bear. That's got to be Bonds. Jimmy Fox. Dang it. Let's take a break. Take oh. us to break, mm -hmm. Reavers, then we'll finish when we come back. We're on question number 24. All right, quickly, we got to get these in. Name uh, the two third basemen with 500 home runs. Mike Schmidt. Brooks Robinson. 
No, he doesn't. He didn't have five hundred. No, Mike uh, Schmidt Mike is a correct Schmidt answer. And, uh, I should get this uh, five hundred home runs, third baseman Mike Schmidt. He was the has to be since Mike Schmidt. Who the hell am I missing? Before Mike Schmidt, really? Eddie Matthews. Oh, that's right. Who Eddie was Eddie Matthews? I drank with Eddie Matthews. I should have known that. I got <laughs> hammered with Eddie Matthews. <laughs> Who was the first to get three thousand hits in the twentieth century? You're probably not going to get in this. That. In the okay. 20th century. In the 20th. Nap, Nap LaJoey. Honus Wagner. All the hits have to come in the 20th century? Probably. Oh, hell, I, I lost. Honus Wagner. <laughs> We've lost the I list. lost the contest. Oh, big fatty couldn't make that play. So, no. Who had 999 walks with three starts to go in his career and did not reach 1,000? God, that nobody could answer that question. Not even the guy who did it. Greg Maddox. Okay. Oh, oh, issued. I didn't know. I thought we were looking for a hitter. I didn't know we were looking for a pitcher. Who were the only two to bat cleanup in a World Series game at age 20? Uh, Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, I was That's right. Say, yep. And Andrew Jones. No, Ty Cobb and Cabrera. Hmm. Who led his league in RBIs in 2014 while batting second? I don't know. Mike Trout. Although not in the Hall of Fame until 2017, he reached base more than Jeff Bagwell, Roberto Clemente, and Tony Gwynn and had five seasons with at least 30 doubles, 70 stolen bases. Jose Canseco. That's a pretty good guess. I'm going to go Bonds. Tim Raines. Dang it. Who was the only player with at least 100 triples, 150 homers, and 600 stolen bases? Ricky Henderson. Ricky, yeah. Uh, Tim Raines. Mm. So this guy's trying to endorse Can Tim Raines is going into the hall, so that's fine. Uh, was the only 300-game winner between the World Wars. So between mm. World War One and World War Two, he was the only 300-game winner. Wow. I wouldn't even be able to venture a guess in this one. Left Grove. Yeah, I would have waited a while. Chris Speaker. I would have. Well, yeah, that's good. <laughs> threw a no hitter. Threw a no hitter with no walks and seventeen strikeouts. Uh, Seaver. Nope. Ooh. No walks, seventeen strikeouts, and yep. a no hitter. Yep. Koufax. Uh, Max. Randy Johnson. Max. Max Scherzer. Scherzer. Oh, that's modern time. That's when we covered him in chocolate syrup. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Scored the <laughs> most World Series runs. <clears throat> The player who has scored the most World Series runs. Jeter. You should get this, Pat. It's not Jeter. It's not huh? Jeter. Mm. Most World Series runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got to be a Yankee. Yep. Mickey Mantle. That's right. Pat's on the board. Nice. Uh, it's four to two. He got another one earlier, though, this segment. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I got a half. Uh, I got a half. Where was I here? Was the first White Sox player to be MVP? Hell, I would have got this Frank one. Thomas? Nope. Louis Aparicio? Nellie Fox. Ooh, that's right. Yeah. Won 25 or more games three times in the 60s, but never won a Cy Young Award. That's hard to believe. What's that? his name? He won 25 or more games three times in the 1960s, but never won a Cy Young Award. Ooh, I'm... Denny, McCla- Denny Mc... No, Denny McLean won 31. He won a Cy Young Award. Uh... 25 games? Mm-hmm. Three times and didn't get a signing award. Well, that's Juan Marichal. Don't matter. Marichal. Okay. Won the most ERA titles. 
you're not going to get that lefty grove. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you both don't get this, you're ashamed of yourselves. Uh, who is the only catcher to win three batting titles? Joe Maurer. That's right. Mm-hmm. So you, it's just one point separates you from the upstart. Plus, I got a half. Yeah, he does have a half. half. Give me that half. Yeah, I got, got a half. half. Mm-hmm. All right. You, this is like this, is, this should be it. This is it. We should <laughs> like you. Know, you only got time for about two more questions. There are, we're running out of questions. Okay. Led his league in batting average his first two seasons. Tony Oliva. You got that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Pat's warming up to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah two more questions. You're in my wheelhouse with Tony Oliva. <laughs> Had three seasons with 40 or more homers and fewer strikeouts than homers. Wow. Uh, Joe Nomaggio. Nope. Ooh. That was a good guess. 40 homer seasons. Got to be somebody back from the day when you didn't mind... Uh, Ted Klazuski. Really? I didn't know he didn't strike out. Final question. Didn't know he didn't strike out. Who was out. the Hall of Famer who hit into a record four triple plays? Wow. <laughs> Ernie Lombardi. <laughs> Slow-footed catcher, Ernie <laughs> Lombardi. Right near wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Boy. Uh, Yogi Bear? No. Mm-hmm. Brooks Robinson. He wasn't a catcher. I thought you said catcher. Bonus you, question. Which did you say catcher? Yeah, you did say catcher. You said Hall of no, Fame No, I said catcher. who was the Hall of Fame catcher. Hall of Famer who hit into a record four triple plays. Mm-hmm. I didn't say catcher. Bonus question. Did. What manager said, our phenoms aren't phenomenating? Uh, <laughs> Casey Stingle, I guess. Uh, that's a great quote. Uh, uh, Angels manager Lefty Phillips in 1971. <laughs> well, who would have remembered that one? I don't remember. Nobody that. remembers Lefty We're calling Phillips. it a tie. What is it? Our, our phenoms aren't phenomenal. <laughs> yes. Well, nothing will top Yogi talking about Ron Swoboda in the outfield. He leaps for him and they ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> Who said there will be two buses leaving the hotel for the park tomorrow? The 2 o'clock bus will be for those of you who need a little extra work. The empty bus leaves at 5 o'clock. <laughs> I, I always guess Casey. I don't Dave know. Bristol. Oh, really? Okay. Of the Brewers in 1972. <laughs> that sounds like something Mock would have yeah, said. Yeah, that would, that would be. That All right, be. you're both, uh, we're going to call out a tie. That's oh, a good right. tie. Okay. And uh, it's uh, George Will. A little highbrow there. 38 high questions, brow. we got four right. Yeah. A little tough. A little <laughs> tough. Uh, Sports Talk will return shortly, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's a weeping Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal. I think my all-time favorite quote comes from John McKay of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they said, what do you think of your team's execution? And he said, I'm in favor of it. That's right. That's (laughs) got to be my all-time favorite one. Uh, big uh, big bad day today to kick off the second quarter. Trade fears and concerns about the tech sector are now sending stocks sharply lower. The Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped 458 points today. The Dow was down 700 points uh, at one point. The Dow closing at 23,644. The Nasdaq Composite fell 193 points and the S&P 500 dropped 59. It appears Tesla CEO Elon Musk's April Fool's joke backfired. Yesterday, he tweeted that his company had gone bankrupt after failing to raise enough cash in a last-ditch Easter egg sale. Well, today, investors sent Tesla shares down more than 5%. 
Farmers have been using high-tech machinery for years to keep uh, to get the most out of their farmland. Now it may help them keep better tabs on their cattle. Several startups are making high-tech collars for cows, enabling their owners to round them up more easily. The collars track an animal's location and use audio signals and mild electric shocks to direct movement, similar to the way an invisible fence works on a dog. The makers of the collars see a huge opportunity, but they do pose some technical challenges and could face scrutiny from regulators. And in addition, animal welfare groups are now expressing concerns about those systems. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right. Thanks for that moving story, Bruce. Uh, traffic sponsored. Let me get this in at least by Firestone Complete Auto Care. Firestone Complete Auto Care, keeping cars running newer, longer. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. couple of crashes because of the snow, but uh, all in all, kind of light. We'll tell you more in just... Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. We still have some light snow and 29 degrees in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Uh, the Twins Play are... Play ball! Uh-huh. Play ball! <laughs> what a wonderful week it's going to be. Uh, the Twins are playing today uh, in Pittsburgh where it's chilly, but they don't have any snow. Uh, it was not a good start for new Twins pitcher Lance Lynn. He gave up five runs in the first inning. Ended up going four innings, giving up those five runs. Uh, the Twins did uh, claw back a bit. Uh, it's 5-4 to four right now, and the Twins are hitting in the top of the ninth inning, trying to score a run. But they had a big chance in the seventh, and Dozier, who is anti-bunt, yep. hit into a double play. He's Now that he's come out strongly against bunting, he hit into a double play, and then uh, and then Joe must have popped out or something. I didn't see the I think Joe did. What Dozier said was insanity. It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, if it's a no-hitter... Mm-hmm. It's I get issue. that. Part. It's an issue. Yeah. If it's a one hitter, play ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They and just that, look stupid. And not they to did. mention, <laughs> the kid did start a rally. Yes. They loaded yeah, the bases. Yeah, they In did. other words, it worked. Yeah, yeah I did. They had yeah. a they they were one batter away from getting the closer in the game. Well, you know. I do like to see though that Jason Castro is in midseason form, barking at the umpire. That's one thing. Why I always, is he hitting? I always don't appreciate. Don't we have any pinch hitters here? Why is he hitting? When, we already used Lomo. Day. We already used our guy Lomo, which was stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Wild face Edmonton tonight at the Excel Energy is that Center. No, oh, fly ball. Go ahead. John. They'll, uh, <laughs> they'll be John, We'll just interrupt you occasionally. <laughs> just occasionally. There it is. No Kenny. Where's the Ken man? No, he off all don't, week? You know what? I off know. all week? I, I have no idea. He's off all week and next Monday, which means I have to do traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here's the world's uh, smallest violin. <laughs> Shut up. How can uh, two number ones like Villanova and Kansas play and have one of the number ones so thoroughly dominating? <laughs> well... Because it's the new era of three-point shooting, Joe. All right. Uh, I believe at halftime, Villanova had made 13 threes, and uh, Kansas had made one. Oh, there's your difference. Mm -hmm. I do love how Sister Jean said with 90 seconds to go, to hell with you guys, I'm out of here. She dropped them like (laughs) bad. Let's get this wheelchair moving to hell with these mutts. (laughs) Boy, they had a fun run, though. Yeah, they did. They did. News the, I'm sorry, Johnny. The coach was on this morning with uh, Golick and Wingo. Porter uh, Moser. Porter Moser, thank you. And just said, yeah, I don't want it to end. I kind of, you know, he, he was really soaking it up. It was, uh, it was pretty funny. News notes from His today. His kids go to school with my grandkids. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. 
A Winona man faces multiple charges after authorities say he led police officers on a 50-mile pursuit and rammed two squad cars. Criminal complaint says 42-year-old Michael David Cronenbush faces two counts of second-degree assault, one count of fleeing a police officer in a motor vehicle, and one count of receiving stolen property. The complaint said the Winona Police Department received word of a stolen semi on March 30th. Didn't know I could drive a semi. (laughs) On March 31st. So it was a hijacking, basically? uh, He just stole it out of a lot, apparently. Really? What, uh, did, what do you want to do with it? On March 31st, a Winona officer located the stolen semi and tried to stop it. The semi then fled, according to the complaint. The pursuit lasted 50 miles, went over one hour, traveled through six different towns, according to the complaint. Police and sheriff's deputies also had to deploy stop sticks six different times. During the pursuit, the semi also rammed two police vehicles, according to the complaint. City of St. Paul would like the state legislature to approve $46 million bucks in bonding money to help build a new Kellogg Boulevard 3rd Street Bridge into Lower Town. In 2014, city engineers determined the existing span was structurally deficient and functionally obsolete after a series of inspections found problems with the outer portions of the bridge. City engineers said the bridge, though, is still safe for the 10,000 vehicles that cross it every day, but that the outer lanes do not meet federal safety regulations. Ah, they're fine. Sure I've always thought the Kellogg Bridge was neat looking. What's uh, the, we don't need a new one. What where where what Kellogg? They want a new Kellogg Bridge. Where where over what Kellogg Boulevard Third Street Bridge into Lower Town? The one you know where you. Oh, it's a fine bridge. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. You just can't use a couple of lanes though. That's there's nobody <laughs> working downtown. City engineers <laughs> said the bridge is still safe for the ten thousand vehicles that cross it, uh, but the outer lanes do not meet the safety uh, federal reg- regulations. Well, they, federal. They're trying to make room for bikes. Who the hell are they kidding? Well, they, they want bikes. Actually, Patrick, to make sure the bridge remains safe, they had to close a traffic lane and the bicycle and pedestrian path. So you're probably right. They want to get a bike lane in there. Yeah, they do. City is now pushing the legislature for $46 million bucks to build the new bridge for what has become what they're calling a vital artery into the they booming really lower town district. St. Paul is going to get a new bridge from a Republican-controlled legislature. Tell them to forget it. <laughs> Former Veterans Affairs Secretary David Shulkin is insisting the White House fired him from his job at the department. White House is insisting Shulkin resigned. Which of those two things actually happened could have sweeping implications that could throw the agency into even more turmoil. When President Trump announced on Twitter last week that Shulkin would depart the agency and that a Defense Department official, Robert Wilkie, would serve as acting secretary, he sidestepped Shulkin's deputy, Thomas Bowman, who was next in line of succession. The decision has given new life to the legal debate over how a president can pick a replacement for departing cabinet secretaries. The law doesn't explicitly say if the president still has the authority to hire somebody or appoint somebody if the person is fired. If he was fired, the president's decision to replace him with Wilkie instead of following the VA's line of succession could imperil any decisions the incoming Wilkie makes while serving in an acting capacity. Could be a legal challenge to any actions that Wilkie makes at a moment when the VA is at a crossroads and big decisions are looming about some of the department's biggest Well, he functions. obviously got fired, right? That's what he says. Yeah, well, yeah. he should know. No, yeah. Shouldn't he? He probably should know. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and for damn good reason, by the way, he got uh-huh. fired. He was, uh, you know, he was uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Private Travel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, right. uh, uh, twins lose 5-4. Yep. Uh, twins final. Uh, Nelson Mandela's ex-wife, Winnie Madalkizela Mandela. Winnie yeah. Mandela. Yeah, we'll just call her Winnie yeah. Mandela instead of putting the medicine cut mm-hmm. An anti-apartheid activist in her own right, whose reputation was sullied by scandal, has died. She was 81. A woman many she South... She was only 81? Man, mm-hmm. I thought she was older than that. 
Woman- I got a question for you too. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Diane Arbus? Sure. Photographer? Yeah. Yeah. Why why did I know her? Why why what what she died in 1971. The New York Times, as only they can be so precious, are going back through their files and giving women obituaries because they claim they didn't give them the proper obituaries when they died. Really? Prominent women. (laughs) So I read the one about Diane Arbus. Who came up with that one? I don't know. I like to bet at that John, would she have had stuff in Rolling Stone? I don't think so. I think she was more old Vanity Fair, that kind of thing. Why Uh, in the hell would I know her name? uh, She did. Boy, I wish I could think of some photos, but I can't. I remember the name. I'd read about her. Hmm. Hmm. So she got one, huh? Yeah, they give her a nice Mm -hmm. send. Okay. (laughs) 46 years later. <laughs> Finally getting around to it. Yeah, well, they must have a lot of space. Are they just doing it online? Are they doing it in print? This was It was in the Tribune today, which picked it up. It was? Yeah. I didn't oh, see no, it. not today, but over the weekend maybe. Okay. It was in, huh. yeah. uh, Winnie Mandela was the second of Mandela's three wives, married to him from 1958 to 1996. He spent most of that time, of course, uh, in prison. Uh, she did come under fire a little later in her life. Uh, her political activism was marred by her conviction for kidnapping and assault in 1991. That'll do it. That might tend to do it. Uh, <laughs> That'll do it. Huh? She faced those allegations twice, in fact, also uh, again in 1997 before the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, a panel that was investigating apartheid-era crimes. And as a parliamentarian after South Africa's first all-race election, she was convicted of fraud. We got the guy with no legs in jail over there right now, though, don't we? The guy that Oscar? killed the guy that killed the girlfriend. Yeah, oh Oscar. 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 We got him Astorius. in jail, right? He was out for I a while. Think I think so. we got him back. In I jail. think he's okay. back in. Jail. I don't know why he is back in. Because he wised up. Yeah, because he because he shot her. I know, but he was found <laughs> not guilty. Yes, but they have a different system over there. They yeah. can try you again, oh. I guess. Uh, this is just weird. Teens are weird. Okay. Okay. D- dangerous trend among teens is causing mm-hmm. concern among the medical community. This has nothing to do with Tide Pods. I was going to say, are we eating Tide Pods again? What are we eating now? <laughs> We're actually snorting condoms. Snorting a condom. Yeah, and this, For this what is... possible what, purpose? Well, yeah, what, well, what's the game we're playing? There, there's no reason, just because they want to see if they can do it. Where does it now, go? Well, that's the problem, Joe, as a matter of fact. Hopefully it reemerges... <laughs> yeah. Where do it go? Hopefully it reemerges into the uh, mouth. It Give goes through the nostril. The, oh, mouth. I see. My brother <laughs> now, sneezed once and a pickle came out his nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem here is uh, this can be dangerous because it uh, risks a choking hazard. Well, no kidding. Wouldn't occur to me to do that. Uh, no, uh, Dr. Amar Ali said you are literally putting something down your nose, which connects to your mouth, which connects to your trachea. I mean, you are risking choking on it. If a kid dies from this, mm-hmm. I want no sympathy. All right. No. I want none. none. I don't even think anybody should show up for the funeral. No. They all of them. <laughs> you know? If you're he that was, stupid, how about the really Australian dumb. rugby player who, on a dare, ate a grub, a grub, like a worm, yeah, a grub, yeah, and is now paralyzed. Oh no, down. really? Because of the bacteria? The grub, the Apparently, grub. the grubs got—they're not good for you. No, <laughs> <laughs> they like being in your stomach and probably eat. A I don't lot know of stuff, what happened, but he can't function. Good. Oh. Well, I'm oh. not going to his funeral either. The hell with him. He's an idiot too. Well, <laughs> you know, you, you know, Pat. Yeah. You sound harsh, but when you're right, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. At 
It's a uh, Michigan high school. I think we talk about this every year, maybe, but it's kind of fun. A uh, parking lot at a Michigan high school last week filled with farm equipment for the school's annual Drive Your Tractor to School Day. Oh, that's cool. Uh, students at Fremont High School rode their tractors as part of an annual tradition Thursday that began 14 years ago when a group of students conspired to hold an unofficial event. School's parking lot filled with at least 40 tractors before classes even began Thursday, and officials said more tractors were parked outside the town's middle and elementary schools. Superintendent Ken Haggart said it's a celebration by the Fremont Public Schools of the farming community in which we live. It gives us an opportunity to recognize the importance of farming in the community. He called it one of the big highlights of the school year. Some students said it takes them up to two hours to drive the farm vehicles from their homes to the schools. John? Yeah. This is frequently done in Minnesota. Is it really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's why I thought you were doing the story. Oh, sorry. I'm all for you, John. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, I Pat. think you're being unfairly criticized. No, I'm not <laughs> criticizing. I'm just pointing out that this happens in Minnesota. Right. It never in happened fact, in Fulda, and we had nothing but tractor boys. Somebody there. called in. Who was it? Uh, they did this up like Painesville area, and somebody was you listening can, to the show. Them. They got them and all. They over. called in. Huh. Yeah, they do it everywhere. Well, it's cool in Minnesota too. Yes. Then yeah. let me say that. There you go. There you go. Uh, Thursday night, March 29th at about 9.30, police received a call from a woman concerned about a possible intruder in her home in the 700 block of Cherokee Drive in Salina, Kansas. When the woman came home, she discovered her door was locked and the safety chain had been fastened from the inside. The police were summoned to investigate but found nobody inside the residence. Cat, I'm guessing. Just a minute. Start over. I'm guessing cat. When she came home, Uh the door was locked. And the and the safety chain had been fastened from the inside. Mm-hmm. Well, how'd she get in the house? <laughs> Maybe she came in a side door. I'm, I'm not sure. So <laughs> that well, what, what, why is that unusual? Maybe she locked she, the door. She she had locked the door. She said she told police oh. she had you not don't, fastened in the, the chain. Town like that, you, you don't lock the doors. Yeah. It's rural. Yeah. Later that evening, they probably take their tractors to school. Sure. That's how rural. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Later, After supper, yeah, <laughs> you gotta have supper. <laughs> What'd you have for supper? Supper. Later that evening. Oh, I see. Supper. You're making yeah, fun of me. Making fun of supper. I say supper. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I say uh, supper. <laughs> later that evening. I wo- still say icebox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Later that evening, the woman and her boyfriend heard a loud noise coming from the garage of the home. Okay. Upon checking. Raccoon. Boyfriend discovered the girlfriend's ex-boyfriend oh. had partially fallen through the home's ceiling. The current boyfriend then pulled the ex-boyfriend, 25-year-old Tyler Bergkamp, down from the attic. Wait a minute. I thought you said he was in the garage. Yeah. Well, what what the hell's going on here? <laughs> Lady comes home. The door's locked. She yeah. Then the, her boyfriend goes out to the garage, you said, and found the guy dangling from her the ceiling. Right, because he fell boyfriend. through the attic. No, yeah. not the daughters. The, her ex-boyfriend. Oh, okay. Her well, ex-boyfriend. Was it? Well, did, and do we know why he was on the roof there? Was he trying to window peep on her? The, or he yeah. was trying to find out what was going on. And in fact... Hey, where's my shirt? Why did he lock the door, I wonder? <laughs> in fact... In fact... In fact, I'm sorry I brought this story I am, too, in. because I'm really confused. You Did you Not, use no, the word it's garage? It's good. What's that? You Did you use the word garage? I did. The boyfriend went out to the garage because there was a loud noise there. And right. The loud noise was caused by the ex-boyfriend falling through the attic. So? The ceiling to the attic. And then, now now what happened? Now we gotta, well, we got to let John stick with it here. Did they at, know each other? At, like? that, <laughs> at that point... The old boyfriend, uh, unfortunately, had a large knife on him, and they thought oh. he wanted to get into a fight. 
police arrived again, discovered huh. the old boyfriend had been drug into the front yard where the new boyfriend had taken the knife away and basically beaten the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. he now faces charges of aggravated burglary, stalking, criminal charges, criminal threat and possession. Really, that story wasn't half worth and, what and just he happened. Wanted, uh, and uh, so the old boyfriend wanted to know if the new new bro- boyfriend and her were getting her on. That's basically it. It's a jealousy. And he fell through. Right. It's a jealousy. But here's thing. here's where I got hung up. Here's oh. my problem. Uh-huh. He breaks into the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But where he falls through the ceiling is in the How garage. How got up there. Correct. Not. That's the problem. Well, he's, then he's... He breaks into the house so he can sneak up in the attic and peer well, down. Was there an attic the, over the garage? Peer, sure. Yes. Peer yes. down. He wants to peer down to see whether there... Uh, yeah. Wanted to see if there was a serpent. So, <laughs> yes. uh, John, I'm going to save you here. Uh, I'm desperately trying Too to... Late. Trying to find a spot to play this, Pat. I, ha- I have to play this right now. Uh, you guys are both fans of the character Brockmeyer. Yes. yes. <laughs> and uh, he joined the booth for the Cardinals-Mets game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard the boys playing this this morning. Mm-hmm. He had I a, about drove off the road. He had a nine-second clip of one of his favorite home run calls. Uh, oh, some other one. oh, that ball well hit. That ball cannot be buried in a Jewish cemetery because it just got tattooed. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is, my, you got the long Italian boat? Uh, I think so. Give me a second. Give me a long Italian boat because that one's a gondola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where did it go? Where did it go? Give me one uh, did, Well, Chris is looking. Did you see over the weekend, not only do we have season number two, but they've now renewed it for season three, three and, and four. four already. Unbelievable. So, uh, they must have really loved the scripts. Imagine my surprise. They must have really loved the scripts for season two. The one that was most beloved back in Kansas City was, oh, somebody stick me in a long Italian boat because that one is gondolas. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably the worst one was, oh, I think I see the female lead from the, the Schwarzenegger movie, The Running Man, because that ball is Maria Conchita Aganzo. <laughs> see, that one was too, too esoteric for most people. Wow. Here's my only fear. Here's my only fear. Is and he doesn't come out of character, right? No, he's, he's no. He's talking about his experiences. Yes. But here's my only fear is that it's going to be overexposure city with this guy. Yeah. It's going to be Kevin Hart, you know, where we see him every five seconds on television. Uh, well, got we ratings dis- of about twelve people. So. We discovered him early, man. Oh, it's it's yeah, great. We I I love early. the character. Yeah. I just I'm just worried it's going to be overexposed. When's the second season start? Nothing will be, nothing will be top her being mad at him for snorting her birth control pill because he thought it was cocaine and she was that she was oh. mad because he was going to be such a pig to snort all the cocaine. Right. First of all, greedy, greedy, <laughs> greedy. Oh my God! Oh, is a, I hope Amanda's coming oh, back. Oh, she is. She? I guess. I they, hope somebody saw previews and she's in them. Oh, oh yeah. she was great in that. Uh, I think it starts. Who asked? Chris? No, Joe did. Joe did. Joe. It starts later this month, right? Yeah, I, I believe yeah. in April before the month is up. All righty. In we pit. better let you. Oh, yeah, oh, one more. You know what? No, it's too early. He's got to do, do traffic. He's got to do traffic. traffic. Yeah. He is gondola. I am gondola, Joe. Call him a long Italian boat because he is gondola.
This could be the year without a garage opener. Do you have a limit as to how far your goal for a Friday garage opener? It's a great question. That's never come up. What's the latest no, ever? Well, I got the records in the cubicle down there. Mm-hmm. We had a June one. I think really? we've gone to June. Yeah, holy cow. Well, you could have is... had an 85-degree Tuesday, though. Yeah. It's got to be 70 yes. on a Friday. This is as bad as it's ever been, though. But this could, this could be the worst home opening weekend in franchise history. Oh, by far. Yeah. That already is. If uh, it was the old ballpark where they couldn't get, where they didn't have the heated field that melts snow and mm-hmm. stuff like that, they could be in big trouble. I can't Calvin mightily. would have to get one of those jet airplanes. Well, they're gonna land it there. Yeah, are they gonna land it there? <laughs> I campaign mightily to keep the dome yes, for the beginning right. and the end of the season. May fifteenth to September fifteenth, we play outside. Yep. Well, wait the a other minute. Time we play inside. We the Gophers play, play at U.S. Bank. Yes, we could we play can, there. We can go over there. The uh, the artificial mound made out of turf might be a bit of a problem. I was. Gonna, I mean, I'm an outdoor ballpark guy. Yeah, but you know. It, they didn't used to start seasons on March 29th. Right. No, and they didn't have home openers on April, what, only once, I think, they had it this early. And a World Series Outside. in November. Uh, Man, take your chances with that. I think but. 14 of 21 openers were on or after April 15th. Mm-hmm. Go back to the 154-game schedule, boys. What do you got coming up? Oh, uh, we're going to have uh, Tim Laudner is going to talk to us about how great Jose Barrios was yesterday. Other Twins Matters, and a little hockey talk. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. The ride is next.